Ooh, this one's a real page turner. Hi, this is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 452, Books to Get You Through the Winter. And the idea of sitting in my chair by the fire, wrapped up in my faux fur throw, reading a book, it's so exciting to me. I knew you'd be wrapped up in that throw. (laughs) I pictured you just like that when I was preparing for this episode. Yes, books are such a wonderful friend any time of the year, but certainly in the winter and certainly this winter where we still might be spending a whole lot of time at home. That is true. So, I mean, it's such a great time to find some wonderful books. And today we're going to talk about design books, maybe some gardening books, and really some uplifting, slim little volumes that I have come upon, and I read a whole stack of them over the Christmas uh, holiday. And I am just so excited to share these books and these authors with everyone, because I think you're really going to enjoy them as much as I did. Oh, are these, so some fiction you you brought for us today. Well, yeah, they're interesting. It's, it, they're, these books almost are in their own little genre. They are all sort of similar in theme, but I'll dive into those in a little bit. Maybe we should kick it off with our design books, which, of course, everyone that listens to Decorating Tips and Tricks would enjoy. Do you have one for us? Uh, oh, a design book? Yeah. Well, most of mine are design books. Yeah. So, Nita, you want to kick it off with your first design book? Yes. And it's a favorite of both of us. I know uh, from your time in London, you love Kath Kitson and all those fun little designs. She's known for her small patterns, and uh, she's a British uh, designer that I know you're familiar with and did a lot of kids' uh, products, clothing, home decor. And this book is written by her, and it's about her home. So it's got all these beautiful interiors, the exterior of her home. And uh, she lived in uh, Gloucestershire. Gloucestershire, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, it's a beautiful book and a lovely cover. And I just, I'm very excited about this book. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's really charming. So uh, we should mention, we'll have the links to all these books in the show notes so you can check them out for yourself. My first design book is At Home in the English Countryside, Designers and Their Dogs. Oh, that was on mine too. Okay, good. All right. I'll check that one off. Check that one off. It's by (laughs) Susanna Salk. And Susanna has uh, many books to her name. And she's also the host of the YouTube channel Quintessence that we all enjoy. So you can check out the book and you can check out her um, hosting of these beautiful videos on Quintessence where she visits different designers at home and does an interview and tours their homes and whatnot. But this particular book is really charming. Um, As the title would indicate, it's all English country homes and designers with their pooches. And so you really get an inside view of these beautiful homes as well as, you know, adorable dogs and charming photos. And and the text is really lovely too. So I highly recommend that one. That one looked so good. I, I, I was very excited about that one as well. So my next one is Soul of the Home by Tara Shaw. And this looks like her first book. 
Was that on your list? Yeah, it's on my list. It's on my coffee table. I love this. Oh, okay. It's got lots of photos of her work with antiques. And she talks about antique hunting, Europe, Uh, just lots of gorgeous antiques in the photos, uh, lots of Italian and French antiques that I saw. So that looks like just, I, I, I hope it's not all exactly the same books from here on it that we have. <laughs> well, you know, I wouldn't really be surprised. But, <laughs> uh, the Soul of the Home, which is sort of like my Soul of the Home. So nice title, Tara. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and Tara was by trade and career an antique stealer. And she has a beautiful home. I believe it's in New Orleans. and. She was approached by Harry Connick Jr. and his wife, Jill, to decorate their home in Connecticut. And that's really when her career sort of made a bit of a shift from antique dealer to designer as well. Um, So that's sort of interesting in her life story. And her book, it teaches so many lessons. The photos are fabulous. It's a lot about her own home and then about the individual antiques. And she really is so knowledgeable. And so she can tell you the difference between, you know, a Henry the whatever and a Henry you know, the eighth and, uh, you know, all the, the French chairs and whatnot that Anita mm-hmm. has mentioned. I mean, I, I could see the picture. I understand. And then, you know, I think I want to go back and revisit the book again. I've read it cover to cover. And I think in maybe another year, I'll go back and look at it again because it's there's a lot of information. And um, I want to be able to pick something out when I'm antiquing, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's going, it's not going, probably not going to be an original, but, you know, a, a, an antique reproduction of something. And I want to understand what era it's from and she gives you all this information so if you're interested in that or if you love antiques it's a great read and you definitely learn a lot her instagram is also great she does a lot of lives um so you might be interested in that as well oh oh wonderful okay Okay, so my turn um arriving home by james farmer now you know, I'm not a Southern gal, but I do live in Southern California. But James Farmer is very Southern. It's a very beautiful book. Uh, it's very welcoming. Um, I love the cover house. He did have a prior book, which is gorgeous as well. But I really think Arriving Home is even better. Uh, he's It's a very relaxed style, but very traditional. I think you're going to really enjoy the book. And he also has a really nice Instagram account to follow. Mm. Well, my next book that I want to recommend is called Beautifully Organized, A Guide to Function and Style in Your Home by Nikki Boyd. And this is uh, an organizational book, which I would not normally choose because I want beautiful, rich homes that just look very beautiful. And I don't really want to see, you know, the insides of drawers and things. That's not my kind of reading. (laughs) But but this book, I have to tell you, is beautiful on the inside. So it's kind of talking about organizing. But really, it's not just about, well, I don't even know if it goes into the drawers. But I mean, it's showing like organization in like a, a butler's pantry. And it's really showing a lot of decluttered rooms. And uh, I would say the common theme in here is decluttering from the pictures I saw and from uh, the photos. It's really about really minimizing even lots of different colors, just having very streamlined designs in your, in your room. And uh, the other thing that really kind of drew me to it was it has almost 
3,000 uh, ratings, and it's a 4.5 uh, star rating. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so I do mean, love organization. Yes, but this is really, anyway, and the color, the cover, it's just very soothing and, and beautiful. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that one. I think that would be a great one. Oh, so way beyond where to put your rubber bands and paper clips. This I don't a- want that. I don't want that book. <laughs> I don't want that book either. <laughs> yeah. No, but th- this one sounds really lovely. My next one is Live Beautiful by Athena Calderon. This, again, is a book where you're going to learn a lot about design. She breaks down the details of the rooms that are featured. Um, She's got decorators, homes, fashion designers, tastemakers, but in each one of the chapters or in each one of the rooms that she focuses on, she pulls out all the details and gives you lessons. So there's a real takeaway from this book. It is absolutely beautiful. It has a stunning cover as well. And the inside, each one of the homes is really, really breathtaking. I like to always like to learn a little something with the beauty. And this book, you're definitely going to do that. My next book is called The Well-Adorned Home, Making Luxury Livable by Kathy Kincaid. And again, this is a book full of Beautiful classic antiques, just very rich and welcoming looking. And uh, they're just kind of warm, gracious interiors. And it's also kind of got that old world feeling. So she collects a lot of art and, you know, antiques. Uh, so it's got lots of beautiful rooms. And uh, I don't know, it just looks like some beautiful wallpapers, too. I, I'm really into the wallpapers now. I, I just I want to wallpaper a room. Well, we're just waiting on bated breath for you to do it. What do you like better in a design book? Do you like a book where it goes deep into one home? Say like, you know, Patina Farm comes to mind Mm -hmm. where their home, they're going to take you room by room and give you probably the exterior and the gardens as well. Or do you like a book where they sort of pop around and there'll be a number of different homes? Well, I think, well, Patina, that's a tough one because I love all their books and everything is just top notch that they've done. So that's not a good example because I would say in general, I like one books that have more than one home because I just feel like I'm getting more content, Mm -hmm. but really I just want the beautiful pictures. I want the inspiration. I want some ideas of things that I can incorporate into my home. And I want uh, a lot of times I want something from a different country where it's completely different from where I live. And uh, so I can really get some ideas because if the house I'm looking at is too much like mine, I don't feel like I can get a lot of, uh, you know, unique ideas. from it. That's so interesting because, you know, maybe on the surface, somebody would think, oh, of course, you know, if you have your sort of French country look, that that's all you're going to want to buy. You're just going to want to buy book after book that is representative of that same style. But no, actually, if you see most of these books I've picked, it's a lot of very... uh, you know, very English style country mm-hmm. homes, mm-hmm. which is in my house is very French. So, but it's, but you know how it is your house. I felt like I had to choose a unifying theme. So I chose my favorite style, which is French for my home, but I love these other styles and I've chosen muted neutrals for my home, but I still love color. I still love design. So it's not that I don't like it. It's just that I felt like I needed to narrow it down to one style for my home. Oh, right. Of course. Uh, just interesting, like what books you'd be drawn to. So so if you're going to sit down and read a design book, you know, obviously it could just be 
a pleasurable time and you're flipping through. But when you, if you're getting down to the nitty gritty and you're looking at these photos, what, how do you approach the book? Um, well, you're making it sound so fancy. No <laughs> I wouldn't say there's approach an approach. I mean, I'm opening, I'm, I'm looking at the photos and I, I'm examining each room and just looking at every little, I like to kind of stare at the room and look at every single little detail in the room and kind of uh, just kind of look at it and say, what is it about this room that I adore? And the things that just really pop out of me, I kind of think, can I incorporate that into my home? Is that something, is there some way I can do that in my own home? Is there, and because, and some things are completely unrealistic and other things maybe can be adjusted or tweaked. And some other things can be exactly pulled out and put it in my home. Right. Yeah. I do pretty much the same. I kind of just kind of try to look at it without imposing my style or mm -hmm. my home initially on it. It's just sort of take it all in and then whatever bubbles to the top, then I try to think, oh, okay, now I'm carrying these thoughts around with me in the next days or two or weeks or months. And I'm looking around my home. How can I make that work? Uh, you know, how can I take that piece? It might not be the, the same color or material, but can I have that same feature in my house? Right. But, and so that's the one level is what you and I are doing is kind of thinking practically, how can we make this information useful? But the other way I approach it is simply to enjoy it as a reader and to just approach appreciate the beauty of the room stories and the words and to just sit there and uh, just enjoy the experience. I'm sure you're doing the same thing. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wrapped in your cozy throat. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't help it. I can't help but think, boy, I sure would like to have this or this in my house. And I know you're doing the same thing. I know. I mean, as you're saying that, you're just enjoying it as you know, an observer, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like in a museum. I can't do that. I'm always thinking, okay, well, right. how can I move that around? And how can <laughs> I take that? And, you know, let me get back. Oh, I don't want to dog ear the page. Let me get a piece of paper to stick in there because I want to come yep, back and really look too. at this. Uh, uh, so my next one is More Beautiful by the decidedly American designer, Mark Sykes. And it is a really a roadmap for designing a happy home. There's a lot of joy in these pages, a lot of joy in the color choices and the light-filled rooms. And he just has an absolutely beautiful style. It's kind of formal, but again, you can take that and rift off it in your own home. And what I really do like about it is that one of the chapters features his own West Hollywood home. Oh, Yeah. So it's really very personal as well. So he, his first book was beautiful. And now we've got more beautiful. <laughs> so how can you go wrong with a book that's entitled more beautiful? So I highly recommend that one as well. Agreed. So I'm more on this theme of British, but I really have this British theme going on. So my last design book I have for today is British Designers at Home by Jenny Rose Ines. And this one has more than 20 British designers featured and their homes and the thing I really like about this is what you just said. It's it's their homes. It's not these, because sometimes they do a home for a client and it's kind of, they bought all the stuff uh, for someone else. But to me, it's more fascinating to see what did they choose for their own home? Because this is where you can really let yourself loose and do completely what you want to do. You're not held back by a client saying, well, I don't like this or I don't like that, or we're going to stick to this color palette or that one. 
So that's to me what I find fascinating is when I see the designers own homes. And so this one's full of 20. So what you were talking about for someone who wants to skip around and see a bunch of different homes uh, that this would be the book for you. So I'm just talking about this pile of books that I purchased right before Christmas. And if you watched my YouTube video for my Christmas tour, I even featured the pile and I was telling everyone I'm going to dig into all these books and let you know how they are. I loved each one of these books. Any book that starts with, I am a gardener, has my heart. Okay. (laughs) So How to Catch a Mole by Mark Hammer uses those words to begin this really thoughtful, thought-provoking, and I honestly, such a simply beautiful book. I'm saying it's a must read. I'm, I'm buying it for friends. I'm sending it to my mom. I think it's an amazing book. He was a mole catcher. I was going to say, is this really about catching moles or is it like uh, that he, book about motorcycles and Zen? But Oh, yeah, no, you got you to gotta go with this. <laughs> He's this um, mid to late middle-aged gentleman. He was, lives in Wales. He caught moles for a living for many, many years. And you would mm-hmm. think, why would you want to read this book? It is so beautifully written. It's inspired by nature, obviously. Uh, he takes you on this, I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, journey. Uh, but he does. Uh, through his life, there's poetry mixed in. It's this slim little volume. I think you're all going to really enjoy it. It was Well, wonderful. would it help me? Catch the armadillos. <laughs> if so, I want it because those things well, are driving us nuts. I have to tell you, the mole catchers, apparently, you know, they go back to like Roman times and they really keep a tight lip on how you oh, catch how a mole. To do it? Uh, but yeah, he yeah. does explain it, but I have no idea if the mole is the same as an armadillo. So Yeah, supposedly they're not smart creatures, but I'm telling you, this thing's got like an inner sense. Oh, I think they're <laughs> smart. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the next one on my I Suggest You Really Read This Book list is Cozy by Isabel Gillies. Oh, this is fabulous. I mean, cozy, yeah, furry throws and fuzzy pillows and candles and this and that. All the tangible items of cozy, you know, we've got you covered with this. But this was a really interesting exploration of the concept of cozy. Uh, So way beyond the tangible. What is cozy? How does it affect you? What's your cozy? How can you call that forth when you need it? Like maybe when in times of trouble or something and how your cozy, whatever it is, can really buoy you up. I thought it was just such an interesting take. Again, a really slim volume, really charming. It's very personal. Uh, I like the way she writes. Her, Her writing voice is just I think really wonderful. You want her to be your best friend. There's even recipes in the back based on some cozy foods that she has. And it really provoked a very lively conversation with my family around Christmas time because I was asking them, well, what is cozy to you? You know, you can think of things in your life that make you feel cozy and, and you know, then why and explore that a little bit. And maybe things you never even thought of as being cozy. Or you don't understand what somebody else's cozy is. So my daughter said, when I'm in bed and I can hear you in the kitchen taking the dishes out of the dishwasher and making your tea in the morning, that's cozy to me. Oh, Right? And I would would think if someone was banging plates and just cutlery around and I was trying to sleep, maybe that would be 
anti-cozy, but she thought that was cozy. So just everybody's got a different sense of cozy and it's just a really wonderful book. And, you know, maybe it'll provoke an interesting discussion with your family or friends well, too. That's, that's interesting. Okay. Because you know, what's cozy to me is hearing somebody else running the vacuum cleaner in my house. <laughs> you would Music to your ears. And you would, you would think that would be an annoying sound, yet it is one of the best sounds <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. Are we are we just hearkening back to our last episode where we were just cast a little cleaning? <laughs> I'm still still struggling with that cleaning, and we've got somebody coming. I hope coming, you so. hear that aye, cozy aye. sound soon. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't know if the elves don't show up, it's going to be me. <laughs> okay, talk about sound. Uh, the next book, and this is, I think, the thinnest of all the little volumes that I'm talking about. The Sound of a Wild Snail Eating. Now, maybe that would be cozy to somebody. Where it, do you find these books? I, I had, uh, over the course of time, uh, 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 just a Because little... there's no way you're going on Amazon and saying, I'd like to find a book about mole hunting. <laughs> I know. Well, I had a running list. So I had, you know, you know me and my half sheets of, of scrap paper. So it, on a half sheet of scrap paper, I had been jotting down these books from various that's why i can't remember the source because i think it was many sources uh, you know i might have heard it on a podcast or maybe i was in you know in some dental office or something and i was reading a magazine and i was like hey that sounds interesting and i just wrote it down on this list and i had it in my desk drawer and i for one of my christmas gifts to myself was going to be the time to read a little bit more and relax and, and sit by the tree and enjoy it rather than, you know, running around and doing a zillion things. And so I really did it. Um, I, I read all these books over Christmas. And again, you know, they're very short. If you see them, they're pretty slim. But this one is just time is suspended. It's a microscopic exploration. And these are my words, not, you know, what the book is saying, but from my perspective, a microscopic exploration of a tiny little bit of the natural world from the perspective of a woman who was recovering from this awful illness that befell her. Oh. So a friend, I'm not giving anything away, a friend brings her a pot of um, wild violets that she potted up from you know, her backyard, like, which borders on some, like a little forest or something. And there happened to be a little snail in there. And he just got carted to her home and put at her bedside. And then they became companions. <laughs> and she would watch him and listen to him and see what he did and ex watch him explore the universe. And because she couldn't go anywhere, she couldn't move. I'll trust you on that one. The worst of it, you're going to know a lot about snails and moles if you read these books. I have one more. I'm ready for the next one. This one is Late Migrations. And I do know where I heard this one because I heard the author speak in when I was in Nashville, whatever that was, almost two years ago. So by Margaret Rankle. She's a New York Times opinion columnist, and it's called Late Migrations. It's another book that it's exploring the natural world while it's the same time exploring her southern roots and her family and it kind of flows from nature back to her family and that flow between those two topics is completely seamless it's a beautiful book oh yeah it's really good okay my last book oh you have one good yes well you know i love cooking 
So I had to get a cookbook in here somewhere. So this one is Gluten-Free Comfort Foods, a crave-worthy cookbook of familiar favorites by Jessica Kerr. And uh, it's got these wonderful-looking uh, waffles on the front of, of the cover of the book. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. I mean, they, they look like some beautiful recipes. And, you know, we're still gluten-free here. So right. are you, you still gluten-free at your house? Well, I might have cheated a little bit over the you holidays, but doing the paleo thing as best I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to, when you want some comfort food, if you want to eat healthy or you want to do gluten-free, you've got to make adjustments. And, you know, the, the gluten-free flours don't perform exactly like a wheat flour. I mean, once you start working with the alternate flours, you realize why everything is done wheat flour because it's such a robust flour and holds up anything and it's got such elasticity whereas the other uh doughs just kind of break you know if it's like a bread for example so uh yeah this one looks really good i'm i'm very excited about uh trying this book too well good i'm glad we got a foodie book in there too and what a great segue to our sponsor green chef green chef is the first usda certified organic meal kit company You can enjoy clean ingredients and trust that they're seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Green Chef makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier. There's a range of recipes to suit any diet or any preference. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly proportioned and mostly prepped so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. It's a really nice way to make a meal with your family. Nita has spoken to this in the past where, you know, everything's there. It's not going to take four hours, but still you can enjoy it together and it's easy for anybody to join in. The recipes are so simple and again, everything's pre-proportioned and you just sort of put it all together and voila, you have a delicious meal in a very short period of time. What I love about Green Chef is it does help me keep on this paleo lifestyle that I'm really trying to keep going. I get to cheat a little over the holidays, but it is the holidays. I also love that Green Chef arrives at my door. I mean, what could be easier? And especially now, I mean, I don't have to emphasize to you again how nice it is not to have to go to the grocery store. So I'm going to encourage you all to go to greenchef.com slash DTT90 And guess what the 90 stands for? You're going to save $90 off and it includes free shipping. So go to greenchef.com slash DTT90 and use the code DTT90 to get a whopping $90 and free shipping off your order. I love something else besides reading in the wintertime. It is curling up with a great show. And Acorn is the best TV for doing just that. Watching Acorn TV, which is a streaming service that's rooted in British television, is my favorite comfort TV. You get thousands of hours of new refreshing content on Acorn TV for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services. It's only $5.99 a month. There are so many wonderful dramas and comedies, and so much more on Acorn TV. Some new shows from Acorn are A Suitable Boy. It's a BBC drama. It's a period drama. I think you're all going to love that. Manhunt, Anna Karenina, and Sensitive Skin with Kim Cattrall. So escape with me with Acorn TV. You can try it free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use 
the promo code DTT, that's ACORN, A-C-O-R-N dot TV, using the code DTT to get your first 30 days free. And then you're going to be absolutely hooked and you're going to be watching all the shows that they need and I love. And thereafter, it's only $5.99 a month. Okay, what's our hot topic? It is a House Beautiful article and it's about the new Pantone colors, which, wah, wah. <laughs> which is a gray and a yellow. The gray is fine, but this illuminating yellow, it's really yep. unpleasant. I think. Okay, I was wondering if you were going to like that because I'm not crazy about gray and yellow together. This tone of yellow is just bad. Yeah, it's, it's a very, yeah, it's a very harsh, I thought, yellow, very uh, bright. And I just, I, I feel like if you're going to yellow, you really need to tone it down with a lot of blue or pink or something. And just kind of that bright might be okay in a pattern, but a wall painted that color, I think I just got slapped every time I walked past it. They're describing it as a warming yellow shade imbued with solar power. Hmm. <laughs> well, it's something. Yeah, so it's illuminating uh, is what the, yeah, that's it's the color. blinding. Mm. Yeah, illuminating or blinding a yellow. And then the gray is called ultimate gray. But uh, I don't know. I don't really care for either one <laughs> this gray is sort of the feeling station gray that you talk about it's not even well, a really nice remember, warm gray yeah the old days when you had sweatpants and it was just gray yeah that's what color this is yeah it's not attractive it's the old days sweatshirt uh, sweatpants gray not yeah, ultimate that's gray. It. yeah okay and then that's the yellow is, is kind of got a cold undertone to it it's yeah, just it's, it's not nice i don't think yeah. Okay. Well, good. We're in agreement. So I'm not really getting that. I don't know. I think it's almost like they just want to shock you. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they don't care if you're horrified. They just don't <laughs> care. They just want you to talk about it. <laughs> well, I guess the, the big news here was that they chose two colors. And the last time they chose oh, two okay. colors was oh. in 2016. No, I mean, the color is always important. But now oh, they chose okay. two colors. I don't know why. But um, the last time they did that was in 2016. That's odd. Okay. Well, maybe we'll, in another four years, we'll be talking about the two colors again. Yeah. Who knows? Or not. I don't know. They, they've they got, they got to really have to up their game. I mean, if this is all they're going to come up with, I don't even know if I can talk about this again. Next <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not sure why it even happens, but okay. Color of the year, whatever. Yeah. Let's get on to your crush, which oh, that is okay. really important. This is important. So I got this catalog around christmas time and it's the oka do you get that catalog yeah yeah what is that what is that well it's it's, i don't know what it stands for i tried to find out it's a british company but they sell in the u.s and it was like a little catalog and i wasn't really paying a lot of attention to it except that i saw this gorgeous jug in there and it's uh, called a urchin jug so it's kind of the urchin has all those almost like a, a bumps on it uh-huh. So that's kind of like what this has on it, and it's a blue Oh, porcelain. like a sea urchin. Yes, a sea urchin. Thank okay. you. It's like a sea urchin, mm-hmm. but it's got all these bumps all over it, and it's kind of a nice size, $50, uh, so it's not super cheap, but it's not super expensive either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought this was just beautiful, and I and they also had an artichoke bowl that I was very taken with, an artichoke kind of bowl on a footed bowl. And so I kind of thought, of, I thought they were very interesting, and then I put the magazine out of the catalog up somewhere. And then later on, I was thinking, 
those were really nice. I just, they kind of, the idea of them really stuck with me. I thought, mm-hmm. I really want to mention those as my crush, but I couldn't remember where, who it was from. So, I mean, for weeks, I was like just looking online, trying to figure out where it was from. I finally figured it out. Uh, so is the artichoke bowl shaped like an artichoke? Or it's four yes, artichokes? yes. It's got like the leaves on it and oh. it's three-dimensional. So it's got the, it's really beautiful. And it's, it, that one's white, but it's got like little leaves stuck on on either oh. side so that one's really it's even prettier than the jug so nice. i just you know i'm always you know again i don't really need anything for my house but these are certainly <laughs> both beautiful things <laughs> okay. if someone were giving them to me i might i wouldn't turn them down but anyway they're really beautiful though okay well my crush about is you? well it's in the personal care beauty department yeah Oh, a client told me about this company and I had never heard of them. Maybe someone has heard of them. I could butcher the name. Lange or Lang. I think it's Lange because it has an L and uh, an apostrophe. Mm-hmm. So it's a hair care company. They produce condi- shampoos, conditioners, but they have mostly, I think their, their product line is the uh, hair dryers and they have mm-hmm. this brush hair dryer. Now, oh, I I have one that I love. Is this one? Have you gotten it yet? Oh yes, I love it. Is it a smaller one of them? Because I no, want a smaller. It's one. big, so it's really big. Okay, so the brush part is really big. Yeah, because I got a lot of hair, girl. So yes, well I know, but fabulous. I want the. Oh wow! Okay, I mean it's a little bit of an arm workout because it's kind of oh. heavy, yeah. but you know beforehand here I was with a blow dryer and a big. I know. Curling brush. The yeah. kind that's metal with the shorter. Um, yep. No, the, you know, brush bristles, I guess. You mm-hmm. call the them. round brush. Round yes. Brush. Now, this is, I don't know why it's not completely round. It's more oval. Yes. Mine's oval, too. I have one that's oval. Okay. But I'm telling you, I've been doing my hair. I bought it supposedly for the girls, but I was like, this is kind of a sharing thing. And if we all <laughs> like it, you know, you could all get your own, too. I found with that, you have to say it's for you and then you'll share it. Because then if you say it's for your child, <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah, that's true. I kind of put mm-hmm. it under the uh, tree, mm-hmm. just like, this is for the girls yeah. in the house. Uh, but we're, everybody's loving it. Uh, it looks like you just got a professional blowout. Wow. And what's the brand on yours again? You so, said Lange? Lange or Lang. L- it's L A. Apostrophe, so capital L apostrophe mm-hmm. A N G E, and this was a specific brand recommended to you. Specific brand recommended to me. I went to a client's right before the holidays. I was like, "Oh, hey. Cindy, your hair looks fabulous." She's like, "I just I bought this great product," and then she apparently takes me into her bathroom and shows me all the stuff she has. Wow! <laughs> and then oh my I goodness. took they, I, they, I took them out on Instagram. They have a you know, pretty robust Instagram, but then they have a um. They do just like smother you in emails. So be careful with that, but well okay. worth it. But that's nice. And the, the thing about it is you don't have to hold two, you don't have to hold the brush and the hairdryer. So that's what I really like about it. And, and it's it so actually, smoothing because yeah, it's, you can brush it through and it actually is sort of like, so if you had curly, sometimes my hair gets a little curly, if you can just mm-hmm. sort of straighten it and then control it. That's my problem, too. Mine's got lots of little curls, so mm-hmm. I use the round brush, actually, to make the curl a bigger curl mm-hmm. to kind of smooth it out a little bit. So, yeah. Ooh, that's good. Well, I'll have to check out that brand. Yeah, I haven't tried the shampoos or anything, but, again, my client was raving about the whole shebang. And I have another crush that I'm very excited about. I'm saving it for next time, but it's a cooking one. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like my absolute favorite thing I've gotten in a long time. So I'm just going to leave that out. Oh, wow. Well, I'm, yeah, it's really, really out. good. I've good. Really good. Okay. Our question today is from a listener, Amy C. Amy, thank you so much for listening and emailing. Amy says we've helped them so much because they're a military family. They move a lot. So we've helped her sort of understand how to put a a new home together over and over again and create flow. (laughs) She's got a question about mixing artwork. She's sent us several photos of different Mm -hmm. pieces of art framed very differently and art that has a very different feel. So her question was, you know, can you sort of combine them in the same place? We weren't necessarily um, being asked about a gallery wall, but Mm -hmm. kind of like, how would you display art? Um, So what do you think, Anita? Okay, well, let me just describe them. There's two pieces of artwork that are more pastels, lighter colors with gold frame. And then there's one piece of artwork, very bold. It's a Hawaiian uh, vintage looking uh, travel poster black frame black and red uh, back you know red colored mountain in the background and so very strong black and red colors and then compare that with the two that are kind of more pastel and softer colors so i would say amy that the two soft colored um piece of artwork could work very well together uh, and, but your Hawaiian vintage artwork, I would not put uh, in the same room, I don't think, because they're they're very nice. Everything's very nice. But I think uh, if you put it all together, you're you're going to end up with a divorce there. I mean, <laughs> they're just not going to play well together. And you just got two uh, different looks that are not going to, uh, you know, they're just not going to work well together. So I think it's best to separate them and let them shine in separate rooms. Yeah, I agree with those particular pieces. I think they'd really be competing in a general sense. Other people might be thinking that the same sort of along the same lines as Amy, like, what do I do with all these pieces? Sometimes you've got something framed from years ago and you buy something new. How does it work all together? Well, I think you can unify them either by the the tone of the actual piece of art, like as Nita's saying, you know, sort of grouping the lighter colors or the pastels together. And the frames could be a little different. Or you could group things and if the frames are very similar. And in, in Amy's case, the, the one piece of art so clearly doesn't belong with the others. I agree. Let's separate them. But if you've got things that are kind of similar um, in color or feel, I think you can definitely group them together. I would, If you're doing a varied gallery wall, I would definitely have a few pieces that are similar and frames that are similar to sort of create a flow where your eyes kind of moving through the whole unit, so to speak. Um, That's the way I would handle it. But I certainly don't think you need to go out and reframe everything to match. I mean, there, that is a look that if you want it all matching, a lot of times you see that people do black frames and, you know, that's the unifying factor, but I don't, I don't think that is necessary. Right. And I'm just even thinking about what we've heard for the, the old rule, don't buy, don't, pick your artwork because of the color to go with a particular room. Uh, But, you know, if you have a room, you don't want the artwork to fight with the room. So again, I mean, I would also kind of look with the rooms, what kind of colors are in your room. So the black and red artwork is going to go in a room. It doesn't have to have red, black, but it's going to need bold colors. You want strong colors in that room. And if you have a room that's more pastel it's probably going to work better with that other artwork. Just so it's not fighting. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. So I hope we covered that for you, Amy, or anybody else that has a general question like that. 
Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We love it. And remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.